0: eo fire 1296 there's no such thing as
1: failure until you give up
0: hey fire nation and welcome to eo fire where i chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week what better gift could you give a friend or a loved one than the gift of freedom visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite Your company is only as good as the people you hire. And finding good people isn't always easy. Find your perfect candidate today. Visit ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Fire Nation, in the house. John Lee Dumas here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Mitch Russo. Mitch, are you prepared to ignite Oh my goodness, absolutely. Yes, Mitch (laughs) founded Time Slips Corporation and was nominated for Inc. Magazine's Entrepreneur of the Year twice. He later joined Chet Holmes and Tony Robbins as CEO of Business Breakthroughs International, serving thousands of businesses with coaching, consulting, and training services, publishing the number one Amazon bestseller, The Invisible Organization, Mitch Helps Companies Scale. Mitch, take a minute. Fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your
1: personal life. Sure. So, you know, it's so funny because um, my, my business life goes back to when I started a rock band in high school <laughs> and I learned the prime lessons of what it takes to be a great business person just by building that little rock band into a, a small company effectively that, uh, that made me very popular as a, as a teenager. I love learning lessons
0: at a young age and then being able to apply them to different industries, different niches in life. And Fire Nation, that's what you're able to do with these interviews. You're hearing people that have different specialties, different niches, different industries that they're in. And yet you can apply what they've learned, their mistakes and their successes and apply it to your business. And Mitch, you have quite quite the past, my friend. You've done so much with so many amazing people. I mean, Chet Holmes and Tony Robbins. I mean, those names will be, you know, talked about for hundreds of years to come, literally. So it's incredible what you've done. But let's talk about the present for a second. How do
1: you today generate revenue? You know, John, I'm so excited about this. Today, I'm helping my clients create their own powerful tribes with my certification program. I help Companies build their program and launch it. And honestly, it's one of the most powerful business models I know of to generate profits, loyalty, and community within your client base.
0: Fire Nation, when you hear Inc. Magazine's Entrepreneur of the Year twice say that he's excited about this, um, I want you to be paying attention to this. It's probably a pretty awesome idea, (laughs) pretty awesome industry and niche, so uh, definitely stay tuned. Now, Mitch, we're going to talk more about this in a little bit, as well as a lot of other things, but first Mm -hmm. and foremost, my friends, we love stories here at EO Fire, and I want you to take us back to what you consider one of your worst entrepreneurial moments to date.
1: And tell us, Fire Nation, that story. Sure. Well, I should start out by explaining that, you know, I, I basically had a job growing up. Uh, I started little businesses along the way, but, you know, I never really had a business. I never really, I just basically worked like everybody else. And I worked as a sales salesman selling integrated circuits to the military and to large corporations. So, this moment in time took place when the downturn in the semiconductor industry took place. And that goes back to this idea I had to create a time tracking tool. That was the time when I started Time Slips Corporation, which was the software company that I founded in 1985. And, you know, I originally had the idea of a software program to track time on your PC so you could report it to the IRS, you know, which would then let you deduct your home computer as a business expense. And, you know, it's funny because I learned about this requirement when I tried to deduct my own PC only to discover I couldn't. Mm. Well, Why? Because I had not kept records of its usage. So I wanted to fix that problem. I wanted to create a software program to do exactly that, to keep records of usage so people could deduct their computers that that they bought and spent a ton of money on. So over coffee I told my neighbor who happened to be a professional programmer <laughs> about my idea <laughs> and to my shock and delight he whipped up a simple prototype. It took about 6 weeks or so and I I couldn't I can't explain to you how excited I was after seeing this tiny little piece of software pop up on his screen. I thought about the possibilities about really you know, what it would take now to build a company, and we began meeting every single day after work to keep it growing, to keep it to keep the idea going. And we worked on weekends too. we We came up with a design. We wrote screen maps, and I even wrote the documentation. And then finally, we had a working model for the PC. It was a pop-up program, which means you could invoke it from a sleeping state with a single keystroke. So, Now you can imagine what's going to come next here, John, (laughs) (laughs) because you know it's coming here. I quit my job and he quit his. And we both deposited $5,000 into a bank account and agreed to be 50, 50, 50 partners and we were off to the races. So here we are. Picture this. It's our first week as a new company. Okay, Our safety net is gone. Now- Just as we were making arrangements to start marketing the product and continuing to build it along the way, my accountant called me with a little bit of bad news. I said, "Uh uh-oh, what's this? He goes, the IRS had relaxed their rules on contemporaneous record keeping, which is the keeping track of your time, which simply meant we didn't have a product worth anything. Now, we had just quit our jobs. We'd invested a lot of our money and we had nothing. Now what do we do?
0: Fire Nation, talk about heartbreak. I mean, here we go. <laughs> we have neighbors you know, who put it all on the line. They know they have a great idea. They know that they have a product, a service that is a solution to a real problem in the world. And they put it all on the line. They quit their jobs. But you know what? They know they're going to hustle because they have a product that answers a solution. And then what happens? That solution gets solved in another way, making this obsolete. I mean, absolute heartbreaker. There's a lot of lessons that I know we can pull from this, Mitch, but I want you to break it down for Fire Nation. Like, what is the big lesson? What's the one big takeaway you want Fire Nation to get from your story?
1: I think a lot of us have the entrepreneurial spirit. And a lot of us get to the point where we want to start something. And I know that a lot of people listening today might be in that position themselves. And the lesson that I learned is that you got you to gotta take the risk. You got to jump and make the start. Because, you know, we had a little bit of an aha moment after that, did you want me to tell you about that now? Um, Talk about
0: a perfect segue, Mitch. I mean, you don't even need me here in this interview. You can just do this (laughs) yourself. But but no, I would love to hear that because listen, this is a guy, Fire Nation, that has had tons of aha moments, of epiphanies throughout his journey as an entrepreneur. And this is going to be one mission I would love for you to break down for us and then kind of walk us through how you executed on it to turn it into success.
1: Okay. So I'm going to skip a little bit to the punchline and tell you that the IRS making that decision was a blessing in disguise. Cool. But we didn't know that yet. We sat there in my tiny little makeshift office space <laughs> above my garage in a suburb of Boston, and, and we kept asking ourselves one question Who needs to keep track of time? And so, we, and by the way, we were upset, we were, you know, we were in despair and shock. But we still had to answer this question because what we had built was a very cool little time tracking tool, but we just didn't know who or why anybody would use it just yet. So we asked ourselves this question, which is who needs to keep track of time? And we started to make a list and we came up with lawyers, accountants, consultants, project managers, and then boom, it hit me. Lawyers could be the great vertical market we were searching for. Yeah. Only one problem. What do they do now? Now, someone once told me that great innovation always comes from outside of an industry. Typically, when innovation strikes, it's from people who don't know that you can't innovate in a certain way or that way. And if anything, this really applied to us. You know, we're not lawyers and we never really. Um, In fact, if anything, I could tell you right now, we weren't very fond of lawyers, (laughs) let alone not lawyers ourselves. So we didn't really have much of an opinion of them except that they made a lot of money, but they had this one thing they billed by the hour.
0: Sometimes even by 15 minutes.
1: (laughs) I got to tell you, you're lucky if it's 15 minutes. My lawyer (laughs) charges by a tenth of an hour. So, So we asked ourselves this question. We made this list. We decided it had to be lawyers. So now we had to figure out what the landscape was already like. And, and I'll tell you, that started the competitive research that almost sank us. And here's why. We didn't realize what we were up against. We were actually up against the American Bar Association itself. And, and like I said, you know, we're not lawyers, yet all the solutions out there were ABA certified. Ooh right? And so here we are, we're two guys in a garage, you know, but we have a great idea. We're not giving up. So we decided to fly under the radar and dominate by reaching out to lawyers directly. And we knew that lawyers, particularly younger lawyers would love to use a computer and did already. So now just keep in mind, this is 1985, John, were you born yet? (laughs) I was
0: only a few years old.
1: I'm not going to lie. All right. That's cool. Well, you know, PCs still cost over $3,000 and not a lot of lawyers were really using them directly. So the Achilles heel of the current time and billing software providers were were that they basically appealed to the back office, Mm. the legal administrators who did all the time entry. So we were about to take a huge risk. We were about to flip that whole market. Upside down. But it came with having the vision to believe that lawyer that that basically computers would get less and less expensive over time. So it started. We began to advertise in legal publications tiny, tiny little ads, and we'd sell four or five copies of our software per week, and we'd keep track of every ad and what each ad generated. and then if we did well, we'd advertise again the following week. Then we struck the mother load of software reviews. Ooh, I am rubbing my hands together right now. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> and it was and, and here's the thing, you know, it's we get this phone call and it's from a administrator over at InfoWorld magazine. Oh yeah. Now, InfoWorld at the time was the type of magazine that the entire industry was it read it every day. It was the Bible of the industry. And if I tell you that they were the eight hundred pound gorilla of computer software reviews, it would not be an exaggeration. So we knew that we were getting reviewed. We didn't know when, and we didn't know what they would say. But the problem was is that even a mediocre review could close down a company. So we were terrified. and we were new at this. you know we were not professional software developers, and I certainly, Never really had designed software before, but I knew what I liked, and I had a lot of confidence in what we were doing. So we waited and waited, and then one morning, the phone started to ring and ring and (laughs) ring and ring. It didn't stop ringing, John. It was like a hurricane of telephone calls coming into this little company. It started. It was InfoWorld, wrote a review of our software, awarded us a 9 0.3 rating, which was the highest rating ever awarded a software program tied with WordPerfect, which was the 800-pound gorilla of software right. applications at the time. So that was the unbelievable, incredible beginning to my true entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurial career of how I started a software company. And then from there we grew to 100 people, John. We grew to 10 million in sales. And after after being in business nine years, we got one of those mafia offers you just cannot refuse. Yeah, <laughs> And we sold the company. And as you know, later, I went on to run Tony Robbins and Chet Holmes Company and, and built that whole company virtually, generating over 25 million in revenue during our best year. And it, from that work, I designed and wrote The Invisible Organization, my book.
0: Wow. I mean, Fire Nation, I love how Mitch started off by saying how his worst entrepreneurial moment was such a blessing in disguise, and then how he moved forward from that moment, how he learned about his competition, you know, how he was blissfully ignorant, so to speak, about what was going on in the world, which is a good thing for entrepreneurs oftentimes, how he did guerrilla marketing. He just got out there, started small, and then, of course, you know, where luck is where effort meets opportunity, and that happened for them, absolutely, with that incredible review, but the effort and the opportunity were both there because of what he was doing. Love all of this. Mitch, sum it up for us in just one sentence. What do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from that great aha moment that you had? Here it is, John. There's no such thing as failure until you give up. There's no such thing as failure, Fire Nation, until you give up. Mitch, I got a question for you. Yeah. What's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur?
1: I can be subject to the shiny object syndrome. <laughs> I, I do. I love exploring things, so I typically buy way too many training programs, and then I don't use them. So I, I, I say that my biggest weakness uh, really is the focus that I need sometimes to just work on one thing. Well, Mitch,
0: being a, an Army veteran, we used to say the weapons of mass distraction. Don't <laughs> let them take you down. And you said the word focus, Mitch. Here's an acronym. Follow one course until success Focus, love it now mitch it. what's your biggest strength
1: It's been a while that I've been a business person, and I think what it comes down for me is that under every circumstance, I use my creativity to solve problems and i I understand business you know I can solve almost any business problem problem. And coupled with my experience, having seen hundreds of different business models as a venture capitalist at one point in my career, I could spot trends, find solutions, and, and I can connect the dots really, really well. Mitch, you have a lot of things going on right now that you
0: are fired up about. I mean, we were just talking about the invisible organization, and we're going to talk more about that in a minute. What's the one thing that has you most fired up right
1: now beyond that? Well, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. It's taking this amazingly powerful business model that I developed called Building Power Tribes and sharing it with the world, creating incredible wealth through certification program for my clients. That's what's Absolutely driving my waking hours every single day. Now, work in Fire Nation
0: find out more about building
1: power tribes? Well, you know something? I made a special link what? just for- I did. Yes. Just for Fire Nation. Here it is. If you go to mitchrusso.com forward slash and get this, fire, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be able to get a absolutely awesome info, what do you call that? Infographic. That's the word. And- I've decided to give away a free chapter to my book that talks all about building a free army of certified consultants to sell your products for you. Mitch Russo,
0: that's R-U-S-S-O dot com slash fire, fire nation. Make sure you take action on that one. And we'll mention it again in the outro. Now, we're about to hit the lightning round, Mitch, so don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. Your company is only as good as the people you hire, and let's face it, hiring isn't always easy. Posting to multiple job sites, then shuffling through dozens of resumes and applications is tiring and frustrating, almost to the point where you don't even want to hire someone anymore. But without help, you can't grow and scale your business. Good thing we've got ZipRecruiter.com where you can post to 100 plus job sites with one single click. Once you've posted, you'll be instantly matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Just post once, and within In 24 hours, watch your candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, and you can try it right now for free. Find your perfect candidate before they go to someone else. Just visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire to get started. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Mitch, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Shoot. (laughs) What was holding you back
1: from becoming an entrepreneur? For a while, when I thought about it, the biggest thing holding me back was the fear of failure. What is the best advice you've ever received? This is a bit personal, but I think it can apply. So when after BBI, after Chet Holmes passed away and I left Business Breakthroughs, I called a friend of mine. I called Jay Abraham and I asked him, Jay, what do I do now? And he says, Mitch, you can't let what you know go to waste. Mm. You have to teach others. And that was the best advice I ever received. That focused me and motivated me to take what I knew, which I didn't even know what I knew, John. You know, it's sort of like, I I had no idea what I really, really knew until I started to write my book.
0: Mitch, it's called the curse of knowledge. You know, we all have this curse of knowledge. We just assume because we know something that the rest of the world knows that thing or it's just obvious to everybody. But no, it's, it's simply not. Your wealth and just worldly experience is of incredible value to the 99.9% of people who just don't have that knowledge. Now, Mitch, what would you say is a personal
1: habit that contributes to your success? So, John, if I tell you, you got to promise not to laugh. <laughs> and I won't use it against you either. <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple and so, it's almost silly. But, you know, over the years... I think the single most thing, the the most important thing I could do on a daily basis to keep me totally pumped, excited, and thoroughly in gear all day long is to get a good night's sleep. Isn't that silly? It's just a simple thing.
0: You know, you will never get a chuckle from me when it comes to that. I take sleep so seriously, Mitch. Like, you should see my bedroom. I have blackout curtains. I use a chili pad to regulate my temperature to 67 degrees every night. Beautiful. Like I'm talking like I go all the way. One of my best friends, Sean Stevenson, wrote the book, 21 Ways to Sleep Smarter. It is everything.
1: It really is. And I got to tell you something. Uh, I used to, when I was younger, I used to stay up all night. In fact, when we were starting Time Slips Corporation, yeah. we, we worked through the night many, many times. And as I've gotten older, I've also gotten wiser about <laughs> how to use my energy. So no, I don't stay up all night anymore, uh, un- except under certain circumstances, like when I'm photographing the Milky Way in the middle of the yeah. desert, and of course I do that. Uh, but, but when I'm working and I'm when, I, when my clients are expecting 101% from me the next day, I get a good night's sleep. And I know you appreciate that.
0: I'm 36 years old. I'm in bed at 9.15 p.m. every night. And I am <laughs> proud of it, Fire Nation. You heard yep. it here. Not not first, because I say this all the time, Mitch. I, I've said 9.15 p.m. many times. People are like, oh my God, you're such an old man. I'm like, no, I'm up at 5.30 a.m. crushing it every yep. single day.
1: Yep, up, exactly. And the other new habit that I've started doing in the last six months or so is bulletproof coffee. Ooh, Dave Asprey. I've had him on the show. He's amazing. Ah, Love my bulletproof coffee every single day.
0: I love bulletproof and I'm a big believer in just fat. And, you know, they say the word fat. It's like just too bad. The word fat really needs to be called energy, Fire because that's what it is. So the Bulletproof, when you're putting in organic butter, or I actually use ghee, which is a, is a really kind of high-level kind of organic butter, mm-hmm. and you're using coconut oil or MCT, that is good fat. But what it really is is this good energy, so critical. I love it. And Mitch, we have a lot in common, my man.
1: <laughs> That's great. We
0: both go yeah. to bed early, we both get a lot of sleep, and we
1: both drink bulletproof. <laughs> I'm telling you, and we're both productive, which is awesome.
0: Another army saying that we had besides the weapons of mass distraction is that we get more stuff done before 9 a.m. than the rest of the world does all day.
1: Absolutely, which allows us
0: to enjoy our day even more. So true. Mitch, you have a lot of killer
1: internet resources, I'm sure. But what's one that you can share with Fire Nation? You know, I was thinking a little bit about this, and I I have to tell you that one of my favorite all-time software platforms is called Trello. Have you ever heard of it? Many times. It is a killer piece of software. Once you get into the habit of building Trello boards, I don't think you can live without it. For me, I, I open up my Trello board in the morning, I take a look at my, uh, at really at my projects, and I know exactly what I got to do, and I can communicate with others right on that board. It's absolutely an incredible resource. To start,
0: is free, which is amazing. I love that. Yep,
1: yep, exactly.
0: Mitch, if you could recommend one book for our listeners to join the invisible organization on the bookshelves, and Fire Nation, this book better soon be on your bookshelves,
1: what would it be and why? Okay, well- I actually chose three for three different reasons, and I'll go over them quickly if you don't mind. I don't. Okay. So for mindset, I want to recommend The Soul of Money. And the reason I want to recommend this book is because I think a lot of us, and I'll include myself in this conversation, we have issues with money. And when you read a book like this, it really helps you understand where those issues come from. And it's enlightening. It's at some level very spiritual. And it addresses a core belief about money that we all carry. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. For business, I recommend Josh Turner's new book called Booked. I don't know if you know who Josh
0: is. Great friend. He was just on the show two weeks ago and we came in sixth place
1: in his launch. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> cool. So just so that you know, I built Josh Turner's certified consultant program. Get out of here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Josh is my client. And look like I said, this is what I do. And we crushed it. Baby, what a program we got for him. Anyway, his book is so awesome. So good. Booked is one of those books that if you're in business, you just gotta read. Third book for strategy. And this, is go, this goes back a bit because this is how fundamental it is for me. I recommend Dr. Robert Cialdini's book, Influence. Love it. And I know you know that book. One
0: of those books where it gets better every page you turn. I will say, if I was being honest, and I, I try to be, most <laughs> business books seem to kind of peter out as you get deeper into them. Like I have a lot of 35 to 40% finished Kindle books in the business world. Yep. This book. Influence get, is like starts at a 10 and just like goes to an eleven somehow by the end. Like it's amazing. <laughs> right. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. Now, Mitch, talk about the invisible organization. First question: is it an audiobook?
1: It is. Boom. And it's available on audio. On audible.com.
0: Fire Nation, go to eofirebook.com and use your free gift to get to the Invisible Organization, don't worry, my man Mitch still gets paid. So
1: Mitch, tell me a little bit about the Invisible Organization. Okay, so you know there are books about how to work virtually or how to be a virtual worker. That's not what this is about. This is about how to run a virtual company. And my perspective comes from that of the CEO. So the first thing we do in the book is establish the mindset of how to go virtual. And then I give you the blueprint step by step by step on how to convert and grow and build your virtual company. And where's the best place we can grab a copy of that? The best place is Amazon or Audible. That's the best place. And Fire Nation, if you get
0: value from this book, and by the way, if you read it, you will get value go ahead and give Mitch a five-star review on Amazon. I mean, this is what we authors really thrive on. It helps with ranking. It just helps with credibility. So if you get value, give back. You know, it doesn't cost any more money to give a review when people like Mitch have come on, spend their time, energy, effort, bandwidth, experience, helping you. So thank you in advance, Fire Nation, for doing that. And Mitch, I want to end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance.
1: The best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Best way to connect with me is to go to MitchRusso.com forward slash fire. Get some free gifts from just listening to this interview. Connect with me just by going to the website. I would love to hear from you. I, by the way, I work with folks all the time. Happy to get on a call with somebody who's dealing with a business issue. No problem. And what's that parting piece of guidance? Parting piece of guidance is absolutely stay focused on your core mission. Be involved with the things in your life that make you happy and will take you to the next level every single day.
0: Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with MR and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com, just type Mitch in the search bar, his show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about, and of course, go directly, this is a strong call to action, to Mitch russo.com slash fire grab your free gift connect with mitch you just heard him he was being very genuine fire nation he wants to connect with you and of course the invisible organization is a must read on every level thank you mitch for sharing your journey with fire nation today for that we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side awesome john thank you Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit EOFire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Are you ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? The Freedom Journal is a gorgeous, leather-bound journal awaiting you at TheFreedomJournal.com. Ignite! Ignite!